Hello and welcome to Changing Birth. I'm your host, Hannah Wilsmore. I'm a midwife, award-winning childbirth educator and life coach, and I'm here to make birth better. I've worked with hundreds of families as they prepare for the arrival of their baby, so I know all about the highs, the lows, and everything in between. In this podcast, I share my knowledge, practical tips and insights so that you too can have a positive birth and transition to motherhood. Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, I hope you're having a fab day and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. In this one, we are going to be talking about my top five pregnancy and birth books. This is something where it was quite tricky to cut it down to five books, but these really, I think, are some of the best books out there around pregnancy and birth. And I think we can learn so much from books. I am a huge reader, and I know that many of you are as well, and many of my clients are, and I'm always being asked for different book recommendations. So I'm going to cover my top five. These are focusing more on pregnancy and birth. I will do another episode a little bit later on looking at post-birth, so breastfeeding, newborn sleep, settling, those kind of things, those types of books. This one's going to be more specifically focused on pregnancy and birth. The other reason I wanted to do this episode is because some of these books are not as easily available as many of the pregnancy books. So some of the ones that I don't tend to recommend um, are a lot of the ones that we can often get at you know, any kind of big um, department store or they're in every single bookstore and things like that. And don't get me wrong, I wish all of these books were in every bookstore. I think that would be incredible. But I think sometimes people just don't know that they are out there. Uh, Some of these authors are from overseas, so potentially they're more well-known over there. Uh, But you can all buy them online. Um, A lot of them also have ebook versions, which is where I have read a lot of them on my Kindle, which makes it really easy to access as well. So hopefully it might introduce you to a couple of new authors or some books that you hadn't heard of. Um, And then, yeah, you can go from there with, with what interests you. So the first one that we are going to mention is my absolute top book. I really hope that every pregnant person will read this book. I don't stock any books. I have a couple of products that I stock for clients, um, but I for a long time did not stock any books. And then I did a big wholesale order of this book because I just thought this is fantastic. Everybody needs to read this. And the more of my clients that can read it, I felt like it was going to have a big impact on their birth. So this book is called Reclaiming Childbirth as a Rite of Passage. It is by Rachel Reed, who is an Australian midwife. Uh, She is excellent. She writes the Midwife Thinking website or the Midwife Thinking blog, which has so many fantastic articles on different topics, pulling together a lot of the different research. She is very research-based, like myself. She's done um, and been part of some incredible studies. I've been lucky to see her speak at a number of conferences and different events, and I actually flew to Sydney for the day I think it was the start of 2020. Yes, I think it must have been before all this craziness hit. Um, I think in February 2020, I flew over to Sydney for the day to hear her speak at an event on inductions because she is a total powerhouse and the way that she pulls information together is is phenomenal. And uh, I was so excited when I saw that she had released this book because I know um, what her writing is like and I just felt like it was going to be incredible. So the book 
really is looking at lots of different aspects of childbirth today, but particularly the rite of passage that women go through and how our modern kind of medical approach to maternity care doesn't really acknowledge that. We're focused a lot on the physical health, but not so much on the emotional health and that huge transition that women go through when they become a mother. So this book really pulls together lots of different research, lots of information on the physiology, a lot around the history of birth and kind of how we got to where we are today, I guess, Um, a lot of the science. And it also weaves in quotes and experiences from women and also their care providers. So it's actually a really thorough book. I know the title, when I've said it to a few clients, they've sort of gone, okay, what's it about? And even for me, I guess it's hard to explain what it is about. But I just think when I was reading, I thought this is brilliant. The way it pulls together the research, the way it goes through that whole journey. Um, And it also talks about how we can support women with that rite of passage when they are having medical interventions as well. It's definitely not a book that's just about all natural birth. Um, It's really great really, really good, I think. And it follows the journey. I think I should have checked this before I started recording, but I think the main sort of character is called Eve and it sort of follows her journey and um, almost from a sort of, I guess, fictional perspective that's kind of weaved in, but then the research as well. Hopefully that's that's making sense to you guys. Uh, but just really, yeah, beautifully written. I'm actually going to reread it myself now that I am pregnant. Um, and the clients that I've had who've read it have also said that it was it was amazing and, and really helpful. And I just think it's a great basis for every to, everybody to read because it covers so many of those things. Like I said before, there's a lot of pregnancy and birth books on the market that I think just tell you everything that can go wrong um, and are not particularly positive and or um, sort of proactive around what we have control over and some of the choices and the options that we have. Whereas this book, I think, weaves together so many things, talks about the research around things like inductions, suspected big babies, um, accuracy of ultrasounds and things like that. So, you know, it's got a lot of that research. It's got a really scientific side to it as well, but then it weaves through that sort of ancient knowledge and um, that information with birth throughout history. So, yeah, phenomenal book literally my top pregnancy book out of everyone, every book that I have ever read um, and the main one that I would recommend to any of my clients or anyone that is currently pregnant or planning a baby. I will also pop all of the book titles and the authors in the show notes so that you can go back and check them out, Uh, especially if those of you that are driving or walking and you think, oh, I can't kind of note this down, they will be in the show notes so that you can go and check them out. The next book that I love is Birth with Confidence by Rhea Dempsey. So Rhea is a doula and a childbirth educator in Victoria. And she, again, is another total powerhouse. We're so lucky in Australia that we have some amazing people working in this field and sharing their knowledge and writing books and things like that. So um, again, I've heard her speak a couple of times. I love her attitude and her approach. She is super down to earth, um, swears like a trooper, which is totally my thing as well, um, but very passionate about, about what she does and very passionate about our modern maternity system and how it doesn't really support women to have a physiological birth and what we can do about that. So what I particularly love in her book is her approach to pain in labour and working with pain. That's something where um, we talk about in the hypnobirthing classes and she talks about it being sort of this 
physiological pain. It's bringing you closer to meeting your baby. It's not pathological pain. It's really pain with a purpose. So it's very different to anything else that we've experienced in our life. And she also talks about different ways that women work with pain in labor. Um, And this is not a a judgment at all, but some um, people prefer to avoid learning about it or avoid um, building their knowledge because they're worried that's going to create more fear. Other people like to learn everything. Other people like to plan. She kind of goes into all of these different ways that we prepare. And I read this book a few years ago, but could definitely identify with ways that I approach things in my life as well. Rhea also does an excellent job of combining that information around how our physiology works and putting it into a really practical context. So I think this book gives you lots of practical ideas, especially around setting up your birth space, your birth support team, partner support, things like that, and really having those practical but also sometimes frank conversations to make sure that you're all on the same page and that your birth partner is feeling really prepared to support you, knows their role, knows about the intensity of birth and the the changes in that emotional state in a woman and really how um, they can support you. Um, for example, I talk about this in my classes where for women in labor, when they reach a point where it is getting intense or maybe they're heading into transition where their adrenaline's building, they'll sometimes say things like, I can't do this or I need an epidural and that may have not been what they were planning before. And so it's really important for partners to understand that this can be a normal part of labor. It's quite common. And if she, if you know that she is really wanting a physiological birth, then as a partner, there's things that you can do that are going to help at that point. Sometimes for partners, it's really challenging. I'm not saying this is easy because if she's saying to you, I can't do this, it's sometimes hard as a partner to not just go, okay, yep, yep, let's get her the epidural. But sometimes in the moment, that's not necessarily what a birthing woman needs. And I think Rhea's book highlights that really well. And I guess that's probably a lot of her experience as a doula, seeing that, um, being at so many births, working with so many families, helping to really kind of create that robust support system. And like I said, I just love how she doesn't shy away around the conversation on pain. Uh, that's something I really resonate with and um, talk about in my classes. I think there's different ways to approaching pain in labor. And sometimes we move the focus off of it by not using that word and using words instead like more intensity or stronger and things like that. But for other people, it actually works really well for them to kind of dive headfirst into it and acknowledge that, okay, yes, there may be pain, but it is that physiological pain. It's their body working hard, that uterus muscle working really hard, really strong, but doing what it is designed to do. Um, a lot of my clients have said to me that giving birth was the best but also hardest thing that they've done. A lot of my clients that have not had any medical pain relief or who've said that it was a relatively pain-free birth have also said it was the hardest thing they've ever done or the most intense thing they've ever done. So I think it's really interesting when we start looking at that intensity and how we can work with that. And um, yeah, I just love Rhea's approach to that. So definitely would recommend that book as well. The next book that I have really loved is Expecting Better by Emily Oster. Now this book, the sort of tagline is why the conventional pregnancy wisdom is wrong and what you really need to know. Now I have actually only read this book recently, a couple of weeks ago, 
Um, and it wasn't really on my radar actually until recently. And I had heard from a few others that the book was great at breaking down a lot of the research around some of the common pregnancy recommendations and actually looking at, is that based on current research or older research so that women can make an informed decision? And that was definitely for me, uh, one of the real reasons why I wanted to look into it as well. What she talks about a lot in the book is that um, there's this whole set of rules in pregnancy, right? In regards to items to avoid, uh, foods to avoid, limits on caffeine, um, different things like that, sometimes around exercise. So she talks about all these different things and often how women are just told to avoid that food or they're told to um, not do a particular type of exercise or to only have two coffees a day or something like that, but without an actual explanation of what the risks are what the likelihood of that risk happening actually is. Is it something that's common or is it really uncommon? And also some of their options so that they can actually make an informed decision. Now, it is a super detailed book. It's quite heavy going. And especially I found the first few chapters when they were going through things like the research around different foods to avoid in pregnancy and caffeine intake and things like that. I found that quite heavy going, but really interesting. But it's very it's a deep dive into the research. So if you're not someone who's into uh, research or studies or statistics or numbers or things like that, this may not be the book for you. But if that is, sort of what you like. And that's definitely my approach with making decisions. I want to know the numbers. I want to know if I'm avoiding a particular food in pregnancy or I'm recommending for my clients to do that, what is actually the chance of them developing a listeria infection or a salmonella infection or something like that? Because we can't really make informed decisions in regards to anything unless we actually know what that risks are and we know how common it is or, or uncommon. Um, and you might be thinking, well, it's just food, like just avoid it in pregnancy, which I can I can totally understand. But like I said, there's a lot of rules on, on pregnant women and pregnant people. Um, and I think that they're often just said without much backing with the research. Don't get me wrong, some of these things definitely have research behind them, these recommendations, and that's what the book really breaks down. And it definitely gave me some really good confidence with the decisions that I'm making in my pregnancy. Um, but I'm also confident in recommending this book to others as well and, and to my clients. The other thing I really loved about this book is that she doesn't kind of give recommendations of what we should be doing. At the end of each chapter, she's got a summary of the research or the lack of research or where things sit so that you can make an informed decision. And that's something that really, really resonated with me. Um, now, I will say I didn't necessarily agree with everything in the book. Um, I think, I can't remember exactly what country she's from, if she's from the UK or the US, I feel, I think she's from um, one of those two places. Um, but there were a few things like when she was discussing um, uh, home births and some of those statistics, I felt like weren't quite as applicable to Australian women. Um, especially in America, we have a very, there is a very different maternity system there compared to here. I think she's got a statistic in the book that um, one in a thousand babies are delivered by a midwife. And um, that's something where I thought, oh, that's definitely not the case here. It's a much, much bigger proportion. I know that term delivered, a bit controversial, but you guys know what I mean around um, midwives being there supporting birth. So I think there were a couple of things where I thought, okay, maybe this isn't relevant to me or to our maternity system in Australia. But of course, that's going to be the case with any research that you're looking at. It's not going to be applicable to everybody. You've got to look at is that actually, you know, representative of me and is the population that study was looking at similar to me? 
So I think there were, yeah, I will say there were a few things that I didn't 100% agree with in that book, but I thought overall um, that it was really good the way that the information was presented. And it definitely sparked me going off and doing some more research into a couple of those different topics and looking at uh, the studies and the references that she had included in the book. Then moving on to the next book. So this one I really love. It is called How to Grow a Baby and Push It Out. And it's by Clemmie Hooper, who is a midwife in the UK. Uh, This book, I stumbled across at a conference a few years ago, actually. There was a stand with lots of books and I just saw it and I thought, um, I think what drew me to it, to be honest, was the cover art. It was this really quite cool um, image. Um, But as I had it flick through, what I really liked about this book is that it's a week to week book. And what I mean by that is it covers, you know, the different trimesters, it covers the different weeks of pregnancy and what to expect. Now, there's a lot of other books out there that do this, and I'm not going to name a shame, but there are a lot that I I don't love. Like really, this is probably the only week by week book that I really like. And um, it's great info, again, really practical research-based stories from women, stories from care providers in there. It's actually just a beautiful book, um, just the way it's illustrated. It's definitely an easy read. It's not sort of like a novel. There's lots of images and um, different diagrams and things like that in there. And I've lent it to quite a lot of my friends um, when they've been pregnant and a lot have really loved it as well. So I think that's a great book. Um, I'm a bit biased, but she has a section there on hypnobirthing, which I think is fab. Um, And just lots of different options around labour and working with the intensity, your options, uh, care provider options as well. She's got a whole section on that, which is really cool. Um, Because she is in the UK, they have... um, in some ways, uh, some really great things with their maternity system. They have a lot more midwifery-led than here. And so I think that real focus kind of comes through, maybe compared to the Expecting Better book. Um, you can see that real kind of shift, I guess, in the medicalization of, of birth. And I know that some of you listening who are midwives who may have worked in the UK might go, no, 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 it's still very medicalized there. And I know I know that it is. Um, but I think sort of the way that Clemmie writes from her experience, she has for children, but also working as a midwife in an NHS hospital. I think she ties that all together really well. Um, And I think it would be actually a fantastic gift for anybody because like I said, it's a beautiful book. It's the week by week. It's got really great advice, super easy read, super relevant to everybody, I think. Um, And yeah, I really, I really love that one. Now that's one where I have yet to actually see that in any bookstores here in Australia. Um, So that's one where you're probably going to need to get that online if you are looking at that one. Now, the last book in my recommendations, I know this is cheating a little bit because it is another Rachel Reed book, but it is called Why Induction Matters. And again, another fantastic book. Induction, you guys will know, is something that I get on my soapbox about because we have really high induction rates here in Australia. Around 45% of first-time mums are having an induction. And that number is so high, that's almost half of all women that are having their first baby having an induction. And to me, that just blows my mind that, I guess, based on those statistics, we're saying that almost 50% of women's bodies don't know how to go into labour or don't know the right time to go into labour. Almost 50% need medical intervention to get their labour started. And the spontaneous onset or the natural onset of labour is such a complex hormonal physical process. And when we're doing an induction, 
that is not replicating the same thing. As much as we try to, it's really not. And inductions are really, really different to a spontaneous labour. And this is something I'll be talking about quite a bit on the podcast. Now, I know sometimes inductions can be needed and they can be really beneficial, but I think they are overused. And I think a lot of people are not fully informed of the pros and cons of inductions, which is why I love this book. One of the things I particularly like in this book is that Rachel goes through the induction process in quite a lot of detail, which I think is really important. This is something we go through in my classes and I have an online masterclass all around inductions as well. But I think the way that Rachel brings it all together in the book is really fantastic. She talks about um, the options related to inducing labour, some of the common reasons for offering induction are discussed and the research behind it. That's actually one of the things that I love about this book. It gives really concrete Um, not advice, but pulls together the research on certain topics like induction for babies suspected of being big, um, for post-dates or when a pregnancy has gone, depending on where you live and and you can provide what they'll class that as if you're over 42 weeks or 41 weeks of pregnancy. Uh, Talks about the research around that. What else? She talks around the research around offering induction for IVF pregnancy or assistive reproduction, um, advanced maternal age or mums that are older than 35. Uh, so yeah, it breaks down a lot of that, those recommendations or common recommendations, I should say, um, because not all care providers will recommend induction for those reasons, but common, common things that we see. Um, so that parents can make an an informed decision about induction. And again, um, she pulls together a lot of the research. I didn't mention too much before about Rachel's background, but she is a midwife, but she's also a senior lecturer at the University of the Sunshine Coast in Australia. Um, She has worked in hospitals as a midwife, but also as a privately practicing midwife as well. Um, And she has also done her PhD. I believe it is around women's experiences of birth, um, don't quote me on that because I need to double check. But, you know, she's very research based um, and I think she's great at pulling that research together as well. So that's why I have snuck in that other book by her, um, which I would also definitely recommend. Whether you are looking at induction or not, with those statistics being so high, I would encourage everyone who is pregnant to start looking at the research around induction so that it's not something that kind of blindsides you at 39 or 40 weeks that you you know before, you know the research, you know what questions to ask so that you can make a decision that you're comfortable with. So that is my top five books. If you're wanting to get some reading done over the summer, they are some great ones. I also wanted to take you guys through what I'm currently reading and what I have got on my list. I have quite a few books to read, um, but I'm having a bit of time off over the Christmas and New Year period, so I am definitely hoping to get stuck into a lot of those books. So the one that I am currently reading is called The First 40 Days, The Essential Art of Nourishing the New Mother. This is by Heng you, O-U. Um, I apologize if I have pronounced that wrong. Uh, this was a book that was highly recommended to me. Again, I only got it actually uh, a week or so ago. Um, I'd been looking for it in quite a few bookstores that didn't have it. And I really wanted to get the hard copy because I know that it has quite a few recipes in there. So this is really around um, supporting your body in that fourth trimester, really acknowledging that recovery, um, looking at it from a I guess a less medicalized approach. I quite liked that this book had lots of different recipes, but also had some practical information at the start. So I'm only about a third of the way into it, um, but really love how it is getting 
getting you to think about those first 40 days after birth and that transition to motherhood. This is something for me, I know that I'm still quite early in pregnancy. I am almost 16 weeks at the moment, um, but I'm putting a lot of thought into that postpartum period because I know that it is a really neglected time for a lot of people and I'm looking at what I can do to support myself. And so this book I thought would be really good for recipes, but also for some of that more holistic advice. Um, And just a little practical thing I did like with this book, there are lots of vegetarian and vegan recipes, but there are ones that include meat. And that was quite important for me. Um, This is of course a personal decision for everybody, but I'm not vegetarian and I do really believe in the importance of iron-rich foods in pregnancy. And I know that we can get that in a vegetarian and a vegan diet, but um, I definitely see with my clients who don't consume animal products, so not even necessarily meat, but eggs and things like that are such a nutrition powerhouse. Um, Sometimes they can really struggle to keep their iron at a really good level or um, can struggle with that depletion after the birth. So I wanted a book that did include um, animal products in the recipe. So that's, I guess, a bit of a personal thing. And maybe just to let you know um, that uh, that's something to expect with, with that book, but there is definitely some uh, vegetarian and vegan, plenty, plenty of vegetarian and vegan options in there as well. So yeah, I'm just uh, working my way through that book at the moment, but really enjoying it so far. Um, and then the next books I've got on my reading list, which I would also recommend, I know that sounds a bit um, controversial because I haven't actually read them yet, but I have read other books by these authors and they're brilliant. And so this is kind of their latest books. So um, one is called In Your Own Time, How Western Medicine Controls the Start of Labour and Why This Needs to Stop by Sarah Wickham. She is a midwife and a researcher in the UK, um, has a brilliant website with lots of information. Um, But this book is, again, looking at inductions, not so much the process of inductions, but how we've got to this point of having such high induction rates Um, why this is an issue, why we need to get them back down, you know, why this is such a problem for us um, as a society. Uh, I'm really looking at that whole kind of effect. So I am really looking forward to reading that one as well. And hopefully that can be one that I can really recommend because I think that will probably make it into my top five list once I've read it. And um, the other one is called Beyond the Birth Plan, and that's by Rhea Dempsey as well. So that's her latest book. Uh, again, I've had lots of clients and lots of colleagues read that and say that that was also really fantastic. So looking forward to reading that one. Um, and then another book called In- Informed is Best, which is by Amy Brown. I have heard Amy speak on a couple of podcasts this year. So when I saw this book, uh, I was definitely keen to check it out. The kind of... Um, a tagline is how to spot fake news about your pregnancy, birth and baby. So I'm thinking it's going to be a similar line to the Expecting Better book, looking at um, how do you work out what's actually facts or is just media spin or um, actually look at the research. How do you make decisions? How do you decide what is right for you and your baby? And I'm expecting it to be very kind of unbiased as well um, and not saying exactly what you need to do, but giving you information to make an individual decision, um, which I'm also really big on. So that's kind of the three that are next on my list. I have also got a little bit of fiction that I'm going to read. It's not all just um, pregnancy and birth books over my holiday period, but I have been 
so busy this year, I haven't read as much as I wanted to. So I'm definitely going to be prioritizing that over this break, but also next year. And um, yeah, I have quite a few books that I'm looking forward to reading. If you have any books that you have read that you would really recommend, please let me know. Uh, you can send me a message on Instagram. My Instagram is Hannah Wilsmore Midwife. I would love your recommendations as well. I'm always looking for um, new books to read and new books to recommend to clients. But hopefully if you're maybe um, pregnant or you're just not sure what books to read and what's going to help you without creating more fear or or not providing very accurate information, these books are brilliant, a great place to start. um, And I hope they really help you on your journey. Remember to subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I would be ever so grateful if you could rate and review on your favorite podcast player. See you next week.